It's the Pinky the Pig Show. <laughs> okay, it's me. It's Pinky the Pig, and it's time for our show. And thank you for listening to our wonderful podcast. We have listeners from all over the world and the universe. I am sure of that. We know this. And I'm here with my excellent friend, Mildred the Cow. Hi, Pinky. How was your weekend? It was lovely. How was yours? It was lovely. And you know what, Mildred? I know today we are going to celebrate Helen Keller because it would have been her birthday today. That's right, Pinky. Very good. You know, Helen Keller, an amazing, she was amazing. She could not see and she could not hear, but she was a wonderful, exceptional human being. Yes, absolutely. What, was she born that way, Mildred? No, uh, when she was past a year old, uh, 19 months old. So almost two. Right. She got sick. She had, they think, either scarlet fever or meningitis. And she lost both her sight and her hearing at 19 months old. Yeah. And her parents did the best they could, but she just was just very difficult and tantrums. And so when Helen was seven years old... They found a woman, her name, Anne Sullivan, who was 20 years old. And she was actually herself visually impaired. And she couldn't see all the way? That's right. And so she came and she transformed Helen Keller and she taught her discipline. And they were together for 49 years. Yeah, Anne Sullivan gave Helen Keller a voice and eyes and ears. Yes, well said. Because Helen Keller changed the way the world would perceive people in her situation. I mean, handicapped people. I mean, and this is because of her courage and her intelligence, her, her dedication that, because of Anne Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now Helen Keller became a celebrity and she was a a symbol of how wonderful you could actually be and how you can triumph even in, in adversity. The human spirit comes through. Yeah, with, with someone like Anne Frank to help her. Right, because Anne Frank taught Helen Keller Braille. Oh, yeah, I know what Braille is. That's when you use the bumps on the paper and the dots, and then you feel them with your fingertips, and then you can make words and letters and words, and you can communicate by the touch of your fingertips. That's correct. That's Braille. That's what blind people use to read. And also, Helen Keller learned from Anne Frank 
she would put her hands on Anne Frank's lips and she could tell by the way Anne Frank was moving her lips what words that she was saying. And that takes a lot of time. Right, and the sign language with Anne Frank's hands, that came first, where Helen would put her hands and feel the shape of Anne Frank's fingers and she could learn the letters and the words and they could communicate. And that takes so much work and dedication from both of them. And that's a miracle. Well, that's a thing. And she, Anne Frank, was considered to be the miracle worker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when Helen was 26 years old, she was capable of writing in Braille an autobiography of herself. This is 1903. 1903, you almost said. Yes. And what happened was, based on her autobiography, William Gibson created a play, and it was called The Miracle Worker. And this came out in 1957. Yeah, that's later. That's right. And the title was inspired inspired by Mark Twain, who befriended both Anne Sullivan and Helen Keller when Helen was just 14 years old. And he was the one who said, Helen is a miracle, and Miss Sullivan is the miracle worker. Yeah, that became a very famous book and play and movie. That's right. And this this is interesting because Helen wrote many, many pieces about life and how people with her situation can still be productive and useful in society. And she did so much for people in her situation. And she was able to allow the human public, the human... Yeah, because the animals love her either way. They don't have judgment. (laughs) Yeah, she loved dogs. She had dogs. But this way, mankind could appreciate the value of someone with that kind of disability. And it was not just Mark Twain who helped her, but Alexander Graham Bell is the person who introduced Helen Keller to Ann Sullivan and got them together. Awesome. She was friends with uh, Charlie Chaplin. How about that? Could she talk? Uh, What's the word? Was she mute? Mute. Right, that's the term that when you're blind, deaf, or mostly deaf, and then you cannot talk. She, She could make sounds, but basically she was... She had to have an interpreter to actually understand what she was saying, what she was trying to say, what she was saying, and then the interpreter could, you know, relay it on to the next person. Yeah. And Helen, like I was saying, she wrote many, many factual pieces of literature, but she also, she wrote a... a, um, fictitious story when she was only 11 years old and she was criticized and she was accused of plagiarism. Plagiarism? That's when you steal the writings. 
Yes. She was accused of that, that her story came from someone else. And it just, she had a nervous breakdown over it. And Mark Twain said that the controversy was allishly idiotic and grotesque, and that the people who attacked Helen Keller were a collection of decayed human turnips. Well, that's quite a, yeah. And, but she never wrote any fiction after that. She only stuck to factual material. Wow. But Helen was the first deaf-blind person ever to get a degree from college. Nice. And she lived to be almost 88. She died just before her 88th birthday. And she got to meet 12 U.S. presidents. Well, yeah, she was famous as a celebrity. Yes. And Helen could feel the vibration of music. She couldn't hear it, but she could feel the vibration. Lovely. And, of course, she could smell the roses and taste the pumpkin pie. Yes. All right, Pinky, we have a couple of beautiful quotes from Helen Keller. This first one, she said, What I'm looking for is not out there. It is in me. Yeah. And Helen said, Often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that has been opened for us. Oh, sweet. This one's really going to make you think. We would never learn to be brave and patient if there were only joy in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that one makes you think, Mildred. We would never learn to be brave and patient if there were only joy in the world. Right. Adversity creates braveness. Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. And we'll talk tomorrow. I love you. I love you.